Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And oh boy, I have LinkedIn influencer, top mental health advocate, leader, online guy, Mark Metry with me today. Mark, how are you doing? Man, man, Dr. Pillay, I'm doing good, man. I came back from a little walk uh, talking uh-huh. to some great people, man. And it's great to see someone like yourself, uh, a musician, an expert in what they do. Talk about something that's so important, man. Profitable happiness. So many more people need to talk about this. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, Mark, it is more than my pleasure to invite you. Now, a couple of things that I should just reveal to the world. First of all, I am a student of yours, okay? Like, I bought your course, I've followed you. You are not just some dude, you have like 90-something thousand followers <laughs> on LinkedIn. So, I'm, I'm so pleased that you're here and I appreciate it. But you know, before we even get into like what you do and all this other good stuff, I'm so interested, I was fascinated by your story. I, I like to call this kind of a rags to riches story, a, a story of struggle. Take us way back to like who you were and how you became Mark Metry today. Yeah, man. So before I talk about myself, I got to talk a little bit about my family. So my parents, they came from Egypt and they came over here to America on like a green card visa. They didn't speak English. They only had like 200 bucks in their pocket, you know, kind of immigrant story. They gave birth to me. And we kind of lived, you know, very humble beginnings, you know, like I was living in the, the projects. I remember being at a young age, seeing all kinds of stuff like thefts, robberies, drugs. And, you know, that, believe it or not, like that was still like a great childhood. I had a great time. And, you know, personally for me, the way that I kind of introduce my story is every single thing that I do today is the exact opposite of how I lived most of my life. I was that person who wanted to be invisible, uh, had no friends, had severe social anxiety, and I just wanted to like become a statistic. I don't want anybody to like know my name, know my story. But yet today, like, you know, I wrote a book, I have a top podcast, I do this LinkedIn stuff, like you said, and I'm just out here, I'm, I'm spreading messages that I wish I had heard. And like for me, you know, growing up, the real catalyst was my parents moved out of kind of the inner city as they got better jobs. And we moved into a small town with like 5,000 people uh, in Massachusetts. And the really interesting part about this town was that there was like no racial diversity and it was like a post-industrial town. And so everyone who lived there, sort of like their economic future was not very bright. Everyone just thought, oh, if you were born in this town, you kind of died here. And I remember also for the first time experiencing like a lot of racism. And I remember growing up in this town that had no racial diversity, uh, like literally nobody. I think I had I had a friend of mine who was who was different. But besides us, there was nobody else. And so I remember also at this time, this was like kind of post 9-11 in America. And so if you were Middle Eastern, Arab, any of those things, you know, that's where you got a lot of North African like you, Egypt, right? Yeah, yeah, North African. And so, yeah, I, so I remember just growing up facing a lot of racism uh, that led to me developing social anxiety. Also had different like physical health, mental health issues growing up, man. And it really wasn't until I was 18 where 
I kind of experienced like a really dark period in my life where I got seriously depressed for the first time in my life. I had no idea what to do. I just started to like eat myself away. Next thing I knew, I was like obese. Uh, my lifelong social anxiety transformed into social isolation. And I was, you know, flirting, kind of, um, you know, fantasizing about killing myself, about suicide. Wow. And so I kind of faced like that rock bottom when I was 18. And, and ever since then, you know, is, is nothing like an overnight journey. It's, it's been taken many days, years, months. But ever since then, I've just dedicated my entire life to like being an authentic version of myself, to making sure I have my health right, to living my purpose, living my life like every day is the last and yeah, it's been a brilliant ride, man. It's it's been crazy, man. So so I appreciate that's my story. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, Mark. I have to tell you. First of all, I'm listening to this like I've got chills all over. Just just kind of picturing the life that you've described. You know, I, one thing I wonder is was there a specific mm. incident that kind of pushed you over from sort of that that deep place you were before you were 18 to sort of give you the right path to go? You know, so many people who may be struggling where you were or, 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 or whatever, they might want to know, like, what was it? Did you meet someone? Did, did your, was it your, did someone advise you? Did, did you see something? What happened? What changed the trajectory of your life? Yeah. So, so I went to college at that time and, you know, when I think of it, I don't think anything specifically happened that I can remember. However, what I would say, it was kind of a combination of a few different things. One of was, um, so, so I got on the internet when I was a kid. I remember I was like 12, 13. I remember I started freelancing. I started like started to work my way up. I remember being 13, having a YouTube channel that eventually had like 35,000 subscribers. I was doing video games. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had like built several websites. I had made some apps. Um, I started a six figure business when I was like 15, 16, which wow. totally helped change like my life, my, my family's um, financial status, all these different things. And so I knew that that I definitely was not stupid. I definitely knew that I had something in me. Um, but in sort of my real life, despite me maybe having money, I always felt like a loser everywhere I went. Um, and the second thing that happened was I actually gained conscious awareness and realized that I had social anxiety. And I remember I learned this when I went to my first college party and I got drunk for the first time in my life. Uh-oh. And yeah. And so anyone, you know, who's ever experienced that, you know, alcohol is, um, you know, it's like a social, you know, lubricant. It like shuts yeah. down the part of your brain that factors in social judgment. And so all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I'm like walking around and I'm able to talk to people for the first time <laughs> in my life. And I remember that the next day being like, wait, 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 what the hell just happened? Like, like how was I acting in that way that yeah. was completely different to what I had seen? And so after that, I remember just Googling. And I remember realizing that social anxiety is a real thing. I had always thought I was like some like quiet introvert or there's just something wrong with me. But then that's where I actually sort of like discovered that label, that issue. And I was like, oh, wow, this isn't just like in my head. This is like a real problem that millions of other people face. Um, And so the last thing that I'll say is once I discovered I had social anxiety, I tried to deal with it. I try to take steps to expose myself to that fear. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, man, is like, I failed. I tried mm-hmm. to do it and I just saw myself fail. And when that happened, I got hopeless. And I went from a space of like, hey, 
there's something deep inside of me that I know makes me not a loser. Let me go try to do this. And I tried and I failed. And then ever since then, I was sort of hopeless. And it wasn't really until I just got to the spot in my life where it's almost like I just saw like my true inner darkness within me, like a level of darkness I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And it was some part of me, whether it was like my intuition or something that was just like, 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 dude, you're at rock bottom. Like, if you don't change this, you're going to become a statistic and you're not going to be able to do all the things that, that like those, those unlived dreams inside of you that you want to do. And so, yeah, man, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was just walking around and then all of a sudden uh, a lightning bolt came from the sky <laughs> and hit me. And I was like, I got to do this. Yeah, it was yeah. a series of events. And most of them were bad. Most of them were me facing struggles. I'm like, what do I do? You know? And so those are the biggest things I look back on that kind of shifted me into gear. Well, you know what they say, um, sometimes the most beautiful roses grow from the darkest mud, right? So sometimes our pain really is what brings us to our pleasure. Now, on that point, I, I just want to say I am so impressed that the guy who had social anxiety wrote a book called Screw Being Shy. <laughs> and and not, not only that, the guy with social anxiety um, has a, a top 100 podcast called humans 2.0 i mean dude you you're you're you've got a great story that's why i told you i'm just like i love that story tell us more about your podcast and your book let's start with your podcast um which is as i said top 100 rated that's not an easy thing to do what is humans 2.0 all about yeah so so i remember being sort of like on this journey of me being like I, like i don't know what happened but like i'm, I'm not i'm not killing myself I'm like, I'm sick and tired of like living in this way. I have to do something different. And so I'm on my self-development journey, right? And I'm reading books, I'm applying, I'm learning new habits. I'm, I'm listening to podcasts for the first time. I'm learning all this stuff and I'm on my journey. And it's about like a year or two or a year and a half in my journey where I get to this spot and I'm basically like, like I'm stuck. I don't have the answers to my problems, right? And I remember someone telling me, I don't know who, but someone telling me one of the greatest ways that you can learn is by sitting down one-on-one -on -one with someone from someone who's actually done it, who is doing it and just asking them questions, like, like asking them like the great questions of like, not necessarily like what's step one, what's step two, but like, you know, more about like the feelings, the thoughts. Cause at the end of the day, like our, our psychology, our mindset, our health, that's what ends up making us do something or not. Yeah. And so I was like, what can I do to like create a system to constantly put myself in that environment mm. where I'm constantly talking to people that are doing whatever I want to learn. And, you know, they're not just like talking about it. They actually have direct experience. Yeah. And so believe it or not, I had started a podcast like years and years back, I think in like 2011, mm -hmm. 2012, I started with like a friend of mine. We did like an episode or two. And then we were like, mm, there's no way podcasts are going to yeah. catch on. Yeah. And so I knew podcasts existed. I had used them for my learning. And so I remember just going for a run in the middle of the woods and just coming up with this name of like humans 2.0, humans 2.0, humans 2.0. And it was almost like this, this symbol, like this analogy, because believe it or not, I also come from a software background as well. I, I originally majored in computer science. And so a lot of my brain, I find kind of still thinks in that way. And I was like, you know what? Over the last couple of years, I've really seen myself 
uh, as someone who had really crippling social anxiety, was never able to be himself, had very poor health. And by learning, I've completely changed my life around. And it's almost like a, a, a software version 2.0. Yeah, and so yeah. I was like, you know what? If I did it and I'm on this path, everyone else can. And so I'm just going to create this message. I'm going to create this podcast, but I'm honestly mostly going to use it for selfish reasons yes. <laughs> so I could just learn from people. And so, you know, that's how I got going, man. And it was episode after episode of me interviewing. At, at first it was kind of like random people. I didn't yep. really have like a, a theme. It wasn't, you know, well niched out or any of these things, mm -hmm. but eventually, man, you know, 600 episodes later, I've been able to collaborate with with people who who got me started on my journey, like my role models and amazing people through my podcast. And you know, today I, I think it's been listened to like over like ten million times. Uh, it, it's really beautiful, man. It's become like a thing of its own. And so that, like, dude, the podcast, man, like it gave me my wings. Like it taught me everything. Like it was really the like the system that I put myself in, man. And then and then it was eventually just like me doing over 300, 320 interviews of me just basically being like, wait, I could do this too. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and learning from all these different people's stories and then being like, man, like I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a businessman, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a marketer, I'm a creator, but I've also had this problem that I, I don't really see a lot of people talking about and that's social anxiety, that's shyness. And so I was like, you know what? I'm a young guy, I'm sort of gonna get started on like my book authoring journey, my legacy mm -hmm. by tackling an issue that I've literally struggled with for over a decade. Yeah. And it's an issue that, that is uh, it's an invisible issue in our <clears> society <throat> that so many people face. And there's so many different misconceptions around, you know, is social anxiety, the same thing as being shy or as being mm -hmm. an introvert. Um, and so, and so, yeah, man, I, I had to write this book. I had to put it out there. I had to like also do my research too. You know, like the, my book has been endorsed by, clinical psychologists, organizational psychologists. Uh, there's like plenty of different, you know, study scientific studies in the book. And I really just wanted to make this like a half story, half guide for mm -hmm. someone who is experiencing like extreme shyness. They feel like they can never be themselves yeah. and they're like locked inside of their own brain. And I know how terrible it is to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's really like a quiet pan, like not pandemic. It's a quiet epidemic yeah. that's happening in this world. And so, yeah, man, I had to write this book. I, I just had to, even though it's not the, the most perfect book, it's my first book, but I just had to release it, man. Well, you know, not only did you have to release it from, from what I see, this is, <clears throat> in fact, I have a, a saying, it's like my favorite one when I meet people like you. A true leader is someone who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Like, you are literally you have to do this this book and this podcast because it's your life you've this is what you've lived like you can't help it and and no. i love i love stories like that where it's like wow this guy actually he's doing it and and by the way i have to say something that you said earlier that just it's like totally me i get it learning from a podcast one of the best reasons to do podcasts because it keeps you there if you're the kind of person who actually enjoys learning and you will be learning from your podcast you'll never quit <laughs> yeah you know and it's not about the, the the money or the reach of your podcast none of that it's like i need to do one because i need to learn something <laughs> from 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 these people you know so anyway that is so cool let's talk a little bit about your audience the people that you serve um 
tell us a little yeah. bit about who they are, right? What kind of challenges you they have? Um, you've obviously served your people now through your podcast, your book, and your, your LinkedIn course, and your other courses with your growth uh, system. Mm. Tell us a little bit about their challenges and how you help them solve their challenges. Yeah, man. So, you know, for me, I've been able to help a lot of different kinds of people, but the main kind of person that, you know, has just like sort of been magnetized, they just come to me now, are oftentimes uh, leaders like CEOs who happen to be introverts. Maybe they're a little bit shy. And whether they have like, like I have, I have clients of mine who are CEOs of like companies that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're either trying to figure out how do I like mentally and emotionally deal with my brand so I can be a better leader and communicate to them. But then also based on my communication style, how do I like build a following? How do I get out there, put a message out there, but I don't really want to record myself on video. You know, I'm I'm a little shy, I'm a little introverted. And so oftentimes those are the kinds of people that end up coming to me and it's, uh, it's really been interesting because one, I learned a lot from them, you know, because a lot of times they're almost a hundred percent of the time they're older than me and they may have more business experience. But number two, the biggest thing that I've been able to learn, man, is that there are so many people who are so successful on paper or even successful if you meet them, but then on the inside, they have so many doubts. A lot of the times they stop themselves And like, I just wish I knew that when I was starting my journey, because I feel like if more people know that, if more people know that everyone is a human, that on camera, off camera, you have, you just have like, like normal issues, like everybody. Then I think a lot of the times when people look at like trying to get started, they're like, oh, I can't do that because, you know, look at Pele, you know, he's, he's balling on camera. Like he's so confident. He's great. And you do, and you do, but I'm sure you're, you know, you're a human being with, with totally normal issues, just like everyone else. And so, yeah, man, it's been very humbling to be able to serve that kind of person who, you know, may have like a hundred employees and maybe supporting like three different, like philanthropic organizations or other ventures. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm trying to be the, the kind of person who, whether you are, you know, that kind of CEO that I've described or, um, you know, a lot of my clients now too, like aside from kind of the marketing business stuff Mm -hmm. are people, for example, who have like 2 million followers on TikTok and are very like marketing or professionally successful but they're dealing with sort of a lot of, you know, various like mental, emotional health struggles that I definitely still have, but I've definitely learned a thing or two to be able to help those kinds of people. And so, yeah, man, it's a great journey. And, and I just love waking up every day and, and just trying to serve more people. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. You know, I wonder why LinkedIn, you know, it, it looks like you've got a, a huge footprint over social media. Obviously, you've been recommended by Forbes um, Huffington Post, Inc. Magazine. I mean, you're out there, dude. But you're sort of like specialized on LinkedIn. T- tell us why and, and how that works for you. Yeah. So I think generally speaking, you know, every social media platform has its pros and cons. And I think depending on who you are and your goals, you may find a better platform or or not. And so for me, the reason why LinkedIn is because so I remember starting my podcast, right? 
And I remember I interviewed this guy on episode five of my yep. show. Yep. And this guy, his name is uh, Alan Smithson. He's the CEO of this virtual reality company called Metaverse. Great guy. You should look him up. Yep. And we're like kind of like in like the pre-podcast phase. I'm about to hit record. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh, one second. I got I to gotta post on LinkedIn real quick. And I'm like, you're going to post on LinkedIn. And I, and I remember at this time, I didn't even know that you could post content on LinkedIn. I thought it was just like an online resume. There's no exactly. posting. Yeah, yeah. There's no feed. There's no content. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've been posting every day for like the last three years. I've never missed a day. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow. And then, and then he was like, yeah, I've been able to like grow my network, grow my business, meet new investors, meet new mentors all through LinkedIn. And so I remember after that podcast, I kind of went back on LinkedIn, kind of, you know, poked what was around and I just started posting too. And I started posting like every day. And I think a week or two in, I, I stopped. Bec- I think I burnt out or, or something, but I just stopped caring. And then I maybe gave it like a couple, a couple months. And then I interviewed someone again on my podcast. Yeah. Uh, and his na- this guy's name is Quentin Allums. He's a great friend of mine. And he's the same exact thing. But for him, I interviewed him and he told me his story of how him and he was broken in college and how he used LinkedIn as a business network to kind of start his first business and gain clients. And through seeing like that real time story, I was just like, you know what? I barely hear, I barely hear anybody talking about LinkedIn, but I mean, if, if two people who I respect a lot are talking very, very sincerely about it, I got to give it a shot. And so I remember ever since that day, I think I posted every single day. And, and the biggest reason why is because um, what I've discovered is that a lot of the people who are on LinkedIn are business professionals, which which more than likely automatically means that they are sort of career development oriented. They may be personal growth oriented themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be trying to grow their career. They may be uh, a CEO or a head of HR trying to grow their business, trying to hire people. And so when you're already talking about sort of that caliber of like a subsection of the population, mm-hmm. there's a lot of buying power that happens. And also on top of that, you know, I remember speaking with my friends who were in the press who were journalists, who were event organizers. And they literally all told me they search for speaker stories all through LinkedIn. I don't know why, but ever since that, man, I've just been kind of going in and, um, you know, I've I've changed sort of like I've evolutionized my topics. Everything's always growing. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to document, show what I'm learning. But for me, I really started to talk about, you know, self-care, mental health, uh, mindset and a lot of the things that I wish I learned. And, and so I just started to like teach these different entrepreneurs, these different people, all like this helpful information about what they can do like in their own lives with their own hands on a, like a daily basis. And that's evolutionized, that's transformed. Um, and then once my, a lot of my stuff started to pick up, uh, you know, traction, a lot of other CEOs were like, Hey Mark, How'd you do that? Can I hire you to do the same thing? You know, and with the podcast too. And so it was very much like a natural evolution of me just like learning how can I be useful? Uh, how can I experiment? And yeah, you know, I've been on that platform ever since and it's it's easily been one of the greatest things for my career hands down. 
I have to tell you, I, 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 I'm on a similar journey. You know, I, you know, you're in what 300 plus uh, posts. So I mean, not posts, but podcast uh, episodes, or, or is it 600? It's like 300 and something, right? 300 interviews, but overall, there's 600 podcast episodes. The other ones are like solo for me, or like oh yeah, yeah, exactly, things. exactly. And you know, I'm not near you. I'm still at 185 or something like that. But <laughs> that's a lot, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. but 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 the interesting thing, and I wonder what what your thought is on this, is your growth on on LinkedIn. A direct result of your your podcast success, or do you did you have a specific different strategy for growing your your followership and your influence on LinkedIn? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question, man. So what I would say is they are both they both help each other. Yeah. It's both like a self amplifying feedback. It's like for example, like if tomorrow. LinkedIn, you know, I don't know, they like shut down my account or something yeah. or, 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 you know, like the, al the algorithm, that's yeah, not or like the algorithm they, hates me. No, they need <laughs> engagement and you bring that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> or like the algorithm hates me. Like they stop showing people my posts, which yeah. has happened a little bit, but you know, people listen to my podcast, they're subscribed. Uh, they're going to listen to me whether they're on LinkedIn or not. But I would say the biggest thing that's grown my podcast has also been LinkedIn. And I remember like this one story that comes to mind that really kind of showed me this power. And it was, um, so I had interviewed Seth Godin on my podcast and I interviewed Seth and I kind of made one of like those podcast teaser micro clip trailers and I put it out on LinkedIn and I tagged Seth Godin and I don't even think Seth Godin saw it. I don't think he uses his LinkedIn that much. <laughs> yeah. But but I remember one of the biggest things that I learned is like the power of LinkedIn's network effect. Yeah. And the fact of like, if you tag someone in your post, and as long as it's not like one of like those like random, like you tag a hundred people. Spammy, post, spammy, spammy types. Yeah, no, no, no don't that. do that. But yeah. I just tagged Seth Godin, that's it. And I was like, hey, check out this episode we did with Seth Godin. What actually turned out that that post took off. And I remember within like a day or something, it had something like like 2,000 likes. I think it had almost like uh, like 500,000 views, something like that. And I remember I got a screenshot from someone who I wasn't even connected with, but they were connected with Seth Godin. And they were like a business executive who they had like invited Seth to like do a workshop for their company or something like that. And he sent me a screenshot and it was LinkedIn recommending my post. Wow. even though I wasn't connected with him, but because Seth Godin was tagged in it. And so I remember in that post, I think it eventually got something like over like 2 million views. Wow. And literally that was like the start where my podcast just started to kind of take off. But more importantly, I sort of started to see the, the direct results of like people, executives, companies hitting me up. Mm -hmm. And saying like, you know, hey, how did you do this? Hey, can we hire you to do the same thing? So many different things. Can we hire you to speak? And so ever since then, I was like, man, this LinkedIn podcast stuff, like there's a lot of people sleeping on this. There's obviously less people sleeping on it now because it's 2021. Yeah, yeah. But ever since then, man, I've I've been using both of them to grow each other. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever on my podcast shouted out my LinkedIn, but mm -hmm. I always have it linked. And so, yeah, it's definitely my platform, but they've, I've used both of them to grow each other. Yeah, no, uh, 
from your lips to the heavens because that's basically what I'm trying to do. I love both mediums. I love, you know, po my podcast and, and my LinkedIn. That's what I do. So uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Now, I want to talk about my favorite topic, and that is I want to ask you about profitable happiness. Okay. You know, I love to find people like you who I believe are living a true, a true life in which the things that are true for them, the things that make them happy, right? They've brought those things along even as they make money in this world, as they pursue business or profit. There's so many people who like go after money and they just leave their lives behind. They yeah. leave the truth behind. It's like, why would you do that? So for me, you know, mine obviously is music and things like that. For you, it's some of the experiences you've lived. And, and I mean, you are really using that to help others. Tell us about profitable happiness from Mark Metry. Yeah, man. So the craziest part is when I was growing up, I always thought I was a weirdo and I always thought I was a loser. And looking back at that now, maybe I was a little bit weird, but I definitely was not a loser. But <laughs> I was just interested in in deep things that no one else was interested. I wasn't interested in in sports or politics or what happened to this celebrity last weekend or whatever, all that crap. For me, I was interested like, yo, how do you make life better? Hey, how do you become a nicer person? Hey, how do you have more energy? And now that I have like this podcast, this platform, this book, now, you know, people reach out to me all the time that are also interested in this. And so for me, I think I'm the happiness when I'm saying something or I'm doing something and I see someone like in their eyes, the same like cognitive realization almost like an unlock in their brain of like an epiphany or like they just realized something about their life mm -hmm. because of something that I said, similar to when I was starting off at my journey and like I listened to a podcast or I listened to a speaker and I was like, oh my God. And so, you know, for me, man, like I remember in 2019, uh, I went on this before COVID, I went on this tour to speak all around America. And I remember towards the end of 2019, um, I got paid $10,000 to do a speaking engagement. Wow. And I remember sitting there looking at the check and just being like, yo, I would literally do this for free. <laughs> like, like I, I would literally do this for That's free. Like profitable it, happiness for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if, like I literally, I, I, I love talking to people. And, and like, if you told me like, go up on a stage, talk about your life story, talk about things that are actually going to be useful to people that they can learn from that are the most important and then network, have great food, have great experiences. Yeah, I do that for free. Yeah. And so ever, ever since that moment, and honestly, before then too, I've honestly understood that like making money is like a half science, half art. It's, it, I hate to say this because I, a lot of people in the world need help with it, you know, especially with like the economic situation around the world, but making money is not hard if you have the right skills, the art, the science. And so for me, I've been learning that my entire life. Like I started a six figure business when I was 15, 16. And so for me, the profitability part always came kind of easy. But for me, the happiness part was always sort of a struggle. And I remember like, just to kind of flip my answer, I remember when I was 15, 16, doing a business that I actually loved doing. It was actually yeah. very fun, mm -hmm. but I still felt super empty and not happy. And I think number one is I was neglecting my own health. You know what I mean? Like there's, you, you're never going to be able to like start a business or start a, a side hustle or whatever 
even if it's making you a ton of money and it's amazing and it's great for the world, if you don't take care of your health and yourself and your mental health, I think that's number one. But number two is like, making sure that it actually positively impacts people and it's purposeful and it's, and it's beyond, at least for me, and it's beyond sort of just like numbers. It's beyond just, you know, making a certain amount of profit each day. For me, it's like, I, I, you know, I think life, there's multiple forms of currency, right? And I think happiness in and of itself is a currency. And so for me, that's the way I view it is like, Hey, you know, my company did X amount of sales today. That's great. But what are the other currencies? You know what I mean? Like, did I make sure to like, like feel some sort of like deep, intimate connection with someone or my parents? Like, did I step outside of myself and and like actually help someone, you know, which is, I think is like different than how it's like sort of like romanticized today, man. And so, and so, yeah, I mean, my life, I, I love my life. I'm super grateful. And then now, now the position where I'm at in my own life today is like, I'm really happy with my life. I think I'm very successful. I think now it's about how do I help other people also become successful? And so whether that's through LinkedIn, whether that's through my podcast course, I'm working on another book right now that's very career oriented. Mm-hmm. That for me is like my next uh, target that I'm sort of trying to aim after because I know there's people who are happy, but they don't have the level of influence or sort of social impact. Yeah. That, that they want to have. And so that's definitely been the the next sort of frontier that I've been working at over the last year or two. Is that going to be growth 2.0? <laughs> hey, 3.0, bro. 3.0. 3.0. Okay. You know, um, so Mark, as we close, t- tell me something you're excited about. Like what's next for you? Yeah. You've already mentioned a little yeah. bit. And then, and then tell us how people can reach you the best way you like to be contacted online. So I'm super excited about this, especially considering yourself. So, so I was always into music my entire life. And somewhere in like the third, fourth grade, I had like this socially humiliating moment that made me leave music forever. And up until maybe like 2018, I got back into it. Mm. And for me, I think generally speaking, whether it's a hobby or whether it becomes something bigger, I have no expectations. But for me, I think my next step is I've learned so much about mental health mindsets. Like I've learned so, so, so much about this. And, you know, I had this epiphany like a a couple of years ago and it was the people in this world who need the most help with that stuff Mm -hmm. are probably not listening to self-improvement mental health podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's just when you think about people in like sort of in the mainstream level of, of the population, they're not going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I feel like my next stage is to take sort of my musical ability. Uh, I, I can rap and I want to take all these things that I've learned and I want to create music. I want to create songs. I think I, I've, I've created over like 60 songs. I just haven't put any of them out there. Wow. And I want to start releasing them in a way that musically sounds amazing. It's not like corny or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be talking about what I think what rap music is traditionally about, like girls, alcohol, <laughs> this stuff, you know what I mean? So I want to talk about things like real life things, mental health, self-improvement, but put it in a way where the mass population can absorb it, even if they don't even know what the lyrics are saying. Like, even if they kind of like put the pills in their applesauce and stuff like that, I feel like that's, 
like over like the next 10 years, that's definitely something that I want to be working on. And I have so much fun with it myself personally. So, well, I, I'm going to tell you something right now, breaking news. You don't have to wait 10, 10 years. You're talking to a music producer. Okay. So <laughs> when we're done with this podcast, we got to talk about your next single. Cause I might have some tracks for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm down, man. I'm down. And it's it's such a beautiful part. And like the fact that I can explore the side of me yeah. and then put it out there in yeah. a way where it's useful. That's like the best thing I could ever ask for in my entire life. That's like the greatest currency I could ever yeah. get. That's my currency, you know? That's so cool. And that, that's why I have my guitar there. I, I want to remind myself. I mean, I have a whole recording studio upstairs, but I want to yes. always remember the thing that truly gives me joy is music and writing songs and just sharing that with people. And so I don't care if I'm talking to a CEO or the president of the United States, my guitar is going to be with me. <laughs> yeah, man. That's All day. Awesome, man. Now, Mark, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way? And then we'll put that in the show notes. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, I totally forgot about that part. <laughs> so best place, a central spot where people can check out everything I've got is just my website markmetry.com m-a-r-k-m-e-t-r-y you can check out my podcast my book um if you want to contact me go ahead um like you said my most social platform is linkedin so yep. if you message me on linkedin or if you dm me on instagram i'll probably 99 chance respond back to you yeah. and um and yeah man thank you so much for for having me on this was like such a unique show man and you're a great host Oh, thank you. Thank you so it. much, Mark. And by the way, I just want to thank you as well. Um, I can't tell you enough just the, the emotion and, and, and the, the truth that you share when you talk about this guy whose parents came from North Africa, landed here, all the struggles, and now here we are with, with what you've done with your life. I'm in awe of that. And thanks for sharing that story because you're inspiring other people. That's powerful. And thank you for creating the platform, man. All right, man. We'll talk soon, okay? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.